Hey there guys, it's Nolan and Jason here with Roofing Webmasters. Howdy. I've got one today just as a self-serving thing, but I think it's going to be really interesting. Um, for me, I, I'd like to, it's a platform for me to tell people what I'd actually do. Because a lot of people call us and say what they want us to do. Right. Um, and then they do what they think they ought to do. But if I could take everybody and have them do in my own, in my own mind, like what should happen, everybody would be fabulously successful all the time. Right. Like all the time. So this one's called... Uh, what would Nolan do for roofer marketing dominance, WWND? Um, that's a really old uh, acronym for what would Jesus do, right? Yes. From like yes. over 10 years ago. Or We're something. not talking about moral stuff, so it's not mm. blasphemous. It's just no, no, stuff. of course not. <laughs> but it's a good one. So I want to discuss what I'd literally do if I ran my own roofing business. Like if you started up a roofing business today. If I started up a roofing business today, how I'd get it dominant, what I would do from a marketing perspective. And I, I want to discuss like um, exactly how I'd handle, um, you know, everything from that first deal with Martin to structuring the company, and how that plays out into a successful business. And so, I mean, first, so most people, I'll give the basics again. They they buy some marketing, they get their entity set up and structured, whatever it's going to be. Right. They go buy stuff and do things they think they ought to do. And that's stuff like, uh, you know, business cards and you might need paper agreements and some software uh, trucks or truck uh, wraps. Um, they go do all these things, tools um, and, and um, office space, expensive office space, sometimes something without flexibility in a long term lease. I mean, yeah. uh, internal people in the office, secretary, uh, receptionists, you know, help in that way, estimators, employee people, insurance. I mean. All these things are like horrifying to me when I say them out loud. Kind of, it's hard for me to say it because well, because you've done it. Yeah, I've done all. You've of run it. a business and you've made that exact mistake. Yeah, and now you know better. So that, that's where. By the way, whenever Nolan's talking about stuff, that's where it all comes from. It's because he's made that mistake and seen the the aftermath. I have done a lot. I haven't done everything, and, and my way's not always the right way. Well, I don't think you ever wrapped a car. I never <laughs> wrecked a car because I, I, I will saw the folly of it. If, if I was ever going to uh, do something like that, it'd be very uh, meditated. Like it would be, is it a community that this will actually get impact on? Right. Or will I wrap my own truck in my own neighborhood, but then not wrap other people's and use subs? Like the reason I want to wrap a bunch of trucks as a roofer for me is because in most metropolitan areas that sprawl out, you'll never get one truck making an impact. Right. If it was my car and my boat in my neighborhood, okay, maybe. But that's my car, and I don't have a lot of uh, liability and other things and hired a non-owned auto. Right. So I'm not going to let my ego get in the way and go get 10, 20 trucks on the road with employees, trucks, expenses, uh, extra car insurance, occasional and, and I've, I've, re I've literally talked to clients who are saying, hey, we're going to go get 20 trucks wrapped. And I'm always like, ouch. So if I'm in Athens, Texas, uh, you know, or maybe Waco, or uh, these are towns that I know of because we're out of Texas, or if I'm in a microcosm where I know that everybody in town will see it, you, well, for one thing, you're not going to have 10 trucks because the town's smaller. Yeah. But if I had five, would I wrap them? Maybe. I might, because it, then it'd give an impact in that area. So I know that there's liability in doing so, but I know it's going to have impact. Would I do my own in my neighborhood? Probably, because when a hail hits, I really want to hit all those people, and I'd be proud enough to drive my own car around. But that car is a billboard in many different ways, not just for a client, but for lawyers and, and uh, unscrupulous people. You have a simple accident, somebody suits you, and you got a problem. Yeah. So, and on top of that, they're expensive. Yeah, it, I, I was more thinking of it just from the expense, just expressing that yeah. money from the gag. That this was a client starting, uh, or his business was less than six months old, yeah. and they were throwing thousands of dollars into that. And that's we signed up a guy in an unrelated category one time that was doing uh, landscape lighting and sprinkler systems at the same time. As a young couple. And I don't know if you remember this, but they called up and they had to quit all their marketing because they bought a warehouse. Uh, mini warehouse full of lighting equipment that's right. without any jobs to do yeah so there's all kinds of things they bought supplies for yeah. like five years but they didn't so, have a business projection 
that would use them all. I would work out of my home, and the only reason I might not do my home was for my Google map if yeah. I wanted to get as legitimized as possible. And if I didn't do that, I'd get a corrugated metal door and an overhead door as cheap as I could in an industrial area within the city that I want to show up on Google in. Right. I would put a decal on my door as cheap as I could. And then I would staff that or not with myself and family, would not hire anyone at all. Um, I would I would get my phone set up and going in an attempt to be pay through commission on stuff. If I had to hire somebody, fine, but I would first go beat the streets and learn it. I would knock the doors, take the leads, write up the contracts, deal with the bank account, deal with the accountant, deal with all that stuff. Right. And uh, if I can't do that stuff, I'm going to have problems if I have to rely on too many people for stuff and pass it off to other people, then I'm going to have problems with it. Some stuff you need professional help with, like your accountant or your digital marketing agency, but you've got to get somebody good, get a good deal. But you need to be the one you're the one dealing with that accountant and dealing with that agency. You're the one communicating with them. Yeah. You do not let your son do it, your daughter do it, your receptionist do it, your marketing manager, I'll say in quotes that you just gave them that title, they don't know what they're doing. Yeah. Um, you don't do any of those things. And uh, but So there are a lot of things you can do, will do, should do. Um, this doesn't mean you can't be uber aggressive, do lots of stuff. One guy can do a ton. Yeah. I am this guy. Yeah. <laughs> this guy, these two thumbs, and this guy. Uh, this guy has called hundreds of thousands of people. Yeah. I am probably the most celebrated salesperson in multiple industries. Uh, unsung. Unsung. You know, like, I know that I am. Yeah. But nobody knows who I am or about me beyond. Underrated. Uh, yeah, underrated, unsung, underrated. There you go. Thanks, Jason, here to correct my grammar and <laughs> word usage. Um, so why am I like that? Because it's efficient and it's profitable. So I'm going to, and I'll pull together some of these uh, points and some of these things. Um, I was just watching an uh, Instagram post, and, and it's just, it's, it's ridiculous, uh, the social media influencers that try to tell people how to run a business properly. It's one thing if they're trying to sell a system or some process, fine, you know, fine. I have a coach. I have things that I do and don't do. I, I'd like someone to debunk, debunk me someday and show me, oh, Nolan, you're an idiot because, you know, I, I know that like Kevin O'Leary, Mr. Wonderful has like, I've just watched him on a little post. He has like 51 businesses, 10,000 employees. But he's not running. But he didn't start that he way. He didn't start that way. He's probably <laughs> not running a um, a roofing company, you know. Yeah. And so, I, nothing against it. I'm just saying we work with contractors. I work in a service, very service-driven business still, even right. what we do. Yeah. And what I'm going to tell everybody to do and wrap all this up is the same thing I do today. All of it's the same. It hasn't changed any over the time course of time. In fact, I've just gotten more narrowly focused on it. What's the first thing that we pretty much talked about doing today? Marketing. Right. What is this right now? It's distribution of content for marketing. So most people don't really get that part of it. I, I am very focused on it. Not, I want to say not necessarily because I want to sell marketing to whoever's watching it but because I used to have different businesses and nothing worked without marketing. Right. And so it became, became so singularly focused on this because if you don't have a lead and then a sale, you don't have money, you don't have money, you don't have resources. With money, you help get resources. And you can't I'm, pay for all that other stuff you want to do. Yeah. Obvious. It's obvious, but it's, it's strange how many people don't see it. They completely miss it. Yeah. All the time. Um, like I, I'm telling you, one percent of the people get this. Yeah. Um, uh, that that are business people, like one percent of them, like fully get it. People call and want to get mad about marketing and other stuff and ignore. Th I mean, they completely have a wall up and ignore it. They just get there's an anger wall, yeah. you know, and they don't want to get past it and do anything or figure it out. I mean, it's either anger or it's fear. And I've been through all of these things. You know, some of my things you said I've been through, I've, what flashed before my head was when I let my ego step out in front of me and I got half the fifth floor of a Wells Fargo tower. Yeah. So we're in a 12-story building overlooking at the time was the ballpark in Arlington uh, before they built Cowboy Stadium or whatever the hell they call it now. 
for the Dallas Cowboys. I think it's AT and T this weekend. Is it so, week. so until somebody else responds? Until somebody else gives them 20, <laughs> twenty-five million or something. Yeah. So we were um, we were looking over that in this tower with a home security company. Yeah, this is the wrong venue for that, Jason. We, nice office. It was but a nice office and unnecessarily wrong nice office. We lost money. Um, we got expenses we didn't need. So it wasn't just the office. I'll give some of my personal experiences so people understand what happens. When you get a nice office like that, you got to have a receptionist or two yeah. or three. We had several, you know. Um, you need salespeople. Well, they got to dress up more so that they can come they got, in a nice office. They got to have cubicles to sit in. They do. They those were expensive. Cubicles. And when they dress up more and they come in a nicer office, no offense to anybody, but they got to get paid more. Yeah. And when there's a nicer office, there's expectations otherwise. Uh, or does this company have 401k and and healthcare and all that? All these things that small businesses just typically don't have. Right. Um, because, you know, in, in a business that's a service-oriented business, it just typically doesn't pull that sort of revenue. The business owner that's a roofer or in a service business like I was as in home security, they are grinding that business. I got off track and I talked about Kevin O'Leary, but on one of the other uh, posts that I read was, are you an entrepreneur, really? Or are you an employee of your company? Could you leave your company for one month and go on vacation and have nothing happen whatsoever? Well, even Kevin O'Leary works all the time. He admits, he said, I like, I like my dreams and goals and all the stuff I want to do and have scheduled to do, so I don't mind working all the time. Yeah. So does Kevin O'Leary work in all 51 businesses? No. Does Kevin O'Leary work all the time? Yes. Does Kevin O'Leary check up on those 51 businesses and look yes. at the balance sheet yes, at least does. once a month, probably more? All yes, the time. he does. Yeah, he, he checks on all these things. And so you get there's this idea that when people have to, when a, when a business person or roofer starts a business, they have to filter all the bullshit out of all this, all these narratives, all this propaganda, all this marketing coming at them from other people, even from their own family. Like, uh, why do you work all the time, Nolan? Like, I, I You own the company, just yeah, take you it off. I, I literally have had family members <laughs> ask me this stuff, like uh, in-laws, in-laws have asked me this, not my bloodline. So, but in-laws have come up well-meaning, not trying to be rude. Why, why do you work all the time, Nolan? Well, because I, I have dreams and goals and I'm an entrepreneur. It's like, don't you get a manager? Like, they look at you like, What's wrong with you? You know, you're, and then you kind of think, I don't know what's what's wrong with me, man. You know, like <laughs> is something wrong with me? It's like, and, and I used to think about it, and of course, then I'd go try to hire different positions that shouldn't be hired. Now, I, I want to be real clear here. We have, and I'm not selling our stuff. I'm just saying we have writers, we have designers, yeah. we have people that do code base. You hire people to do the stuff you can't or don't have time to do because you're doing all this other stuff. Yeah, I have skill sets. And some of them have been developed. Some of these people listening need the skill sets that I have, don't think they possess them, but have to have to work on them. Yeah, they, they need to develop them. Yeah, so I'm working with my, uh, I'm going to start working with my brother's um, son, my, my nephew. He's 17. I want to turn him into a, a social media influencer, but he doesn't think he can be one right now. But all he has to do is begin. Yeah, and he will sell. He knows he's going to sell because my brother's a natural-born salesperson. I'm the non-natural-born salesperson. I'm the introvert. But anybody can sell and will have to sell their business products and services. Right. And then no one will beat that person, that owner, the entrepreneur that does it, regardless whether they think they're a perfect salesperson or not, or whether they can knock a door or not. They can actually knock the door better than anybody else. Or that they could because have. every time you're on that sales call or, or visit or whatever it is, the... <clears throat> Making that sale is vital to keep your business going. Yes. It's not just I'm doing this because it's my job and I get a paycheck on Friday regardless. It, yeah, and it doesn't mean they won't find good people to work with them. Yeah. It just means that they'll never get anybody to beat them. It doesn't mean that if they get a salesperson to run a lead that they won't be able to do it and that support the company. It means that they'll sell half as much as they would. Yeah. And so there's a happy medium in there for most people and they have to find out where that is. But if the roofer shirks the sale, gets too far away from the sale, or doesn't knock the door, or gets scared to knock the door, I was scared to sell at one point in my life. I've told you I've, I had high anxiety over it. I don't know yeah. what it had. I had made all the sales up at that point and changed. 
gotten big for my britches, as my grandpa used to say, um, and uh, and got away from it in the business tanks. Yeah. So people can get off the path, and you have to stay on the path and work. It is and just when you're starting out, if you never do the sale, yeah. if you're never involved in that, you don't know what's possible, and you don't know what standard to set for the salesman you hire. Most roofers don't have this problem, by the way, yeah. but some of them have never knocked a door, which I don't agree with. And, and, and like we sell digital marketing services, but knocking the door is the next best thing. Yeah. That is the next best thing. Uh, but, and, 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 and forget referrals. That's, that's because of, because of other stuff. Yeah. People miss all of that. Oh, I most my business comes from referrals. No. We, we had this conversation yeah. yesterday. No, most your business came from leads and sales that were generated through marketing of some type. Yeah. If, if you get yeah. business from a referral, the person who referred them mm -hmm. got you, you, you can't you can't infinitely regress regress into referrals. At some point, somebody discovered you through marketing. Right. Nolan Walker here for DataPens. You may not know, but I own a software company and we have a proprietary software called DataPens, D-A-T-A-P-I-N-S. You can search it at datapens.com. This is not white labeled. I actually own this piece of software and I made it for you. It was made for contractors. You can actually take pictures of jobs up to six, make a caption about the material, the, the brand, the situation, the, the repairs, and post that back to your individual pages on your website, just like that. It's super simple, anyone could use it. It also texts and emails your clients, direct links to your reviews, so it helps reputation and reviews, which helps conversion and map placement. The geo-coordinate gets grabbed by data pens and Google can tell where you are. So instead of them just seeing reviews, they see all jobs or even estimates that you do. This vastly outperforms just getting reviews, helps the map show up, helps organic keywords. And remember those captions that you're putting in there help expand the keywords per page and it's great regular content. I love it. We made it just for you. It is organic optimization on steroids for both your website, your rankings, and the map placement. Check out DataPens. I think you'll be happy you did. So, and, you know, we, we've stopped on this for a little while. So you're starting your business up or you have a business now and it is bloated. You do, you, you cut baggage, but not marketing. Not because I'm wanting to sell my marketing because that's the dumbest damn thing anybody could do. Yeah. It is so freaking stupid. And so if anybody thinks I'm being self-serving on this, it is the number one dumbass thing to do. I can't imagine anything dumber than canceling the marketing. I've been in marketing and advertising for 25 years. Yeah. And what you hear every time there's a slow season, economic downturn, inflation, whatever's going on, right. it's making people nervous. The first thing, well, I've got to cut the marketing budget. It's like, no. A lot of people will cut the marketing budget. You're going to, if the economy is about to go down, you know, it's going to go down. You can't stop that. You're going to have to get marketing. Your marketing will return less if the economy goes down or if you don't have a hailstorm or a hurricane or wind or whatever or monsoon rain like we just had here, yeah. uh, like we just had here in Dallas-Fort Worth, eight, 18 inches in one day. Yeah, 18 inches in one day. Yeah. All, all, of, all of the summer's rain came in one 24-hour period. Well, they didn't get hail, but at least yeah. I got that, you know. Um, but so, so um, yeah. The marketing is the thing that keeps the business afloat. It is the thing that allows you to have the money. You must get the lead and then make the sale. And after that, you get the resources to get expertise, experience, expertise, and excellence. Um, I don't know why I did three E's. I just did. Um, that is the, the secondary. Nolan's three E's. Yes. Yeah, you e just coined that. E cubed. E cubed. Uh, <laughs> um, so, so people get this wrong doesn't matter if you're experienced and have expertise and you're excellent and all these things. Experience, expertise, and excellent is client retention, referrals, repeat business, your business running well, staying in business. You know, somebody can go and get a lead in the sale and do a crappy job and then go out of business. That's not going to cut it. Right. So at, when we started this business. But you, but you could be the best roofer there is. And if nobody knows about it, 
it doesn't matter. Right? It doesn't matter. People talk all the time, and I, and I feel for them from <clears throat> just that standpoint. They're like, God, you know, Nolan, we're a great company. Uh, we're we're good folk. We're God fearing. We're we have a lot. My business. My daddy did this. My my granddad did this, and and you know, and they're explaining it to me, and. All I can do is help somebody with the marketing aspect of it, and and, right. and we do a phenomenal job of the marketing aspect of it. But that individual explaining that doesn't understand that all those things are secondary items, and most people never figure this out. It's all secondary items. I mean, I don't know if uh, if Grant Cardone's the best one to um, to train somebody to invest in apartment units or to or but to, everybody thinks he is. Yeah, but he's <laughs> he's the one that got in front of everyone. Yeah. Uh, and marked it that way. So there might be somebody that's less, that's not as cold and calloused and soulless seeming as him, but um, I don't hate on him from the standpoint of his ability to get up in marketing. I, I have a lot of respect for that, but um, there's probably somebody that's a little kinder and maybe a little better, but he's the one, you yeah, know. But we don't know that other guy's name. We don't know the other guy's name. We don't know who he is, and you don't have to be that guy, the guy at the very, but you've got to be a guy that's understands marketing. He understands marketing extremely well to the influencer level. And I don't know that he even has said even one set not to be an influencer, but he knew that that was what was responding to today's algorithm on, on that social stuff. And the roofer's not a social influencer usually, right? Yeah. So this is different types of marketing. What we do here is a different type of marketing slightly. We still have optimized websites and other things, but we do do a lot of different type of content. Like right. we'll do a podcast and a video, but the roofer needs to get reviews, reputation, signaling pens, data pens, um, data pens um, software, and could still do a video and some other stuff, but it's a different type of marketing, but the content has to be distributed. The uh, signaling has to come through. So yeah. to this day, I run this structure, leads to sales, to money, to resources, resources, human resources, and continuation then of what already was produced was expertise, you know, experience, excellence of service, which reduces attrition, continues clients providing that good service to the client that was produced, and then low overhead to net profit to investment. And the investment moves away from the business at that point. Right. And then so a lot of people will get down to that point, get it down here. But then as overhead's high, you don't get no profit margin. Sometimes a roofer will um, increase overhead during a hailstorm. Very simple. I've done all these things, by the way. I increased overhead during, after 2011, uh, 2001, 9-11, um, World Trade Center, you know. And, and um, it, it was like a hailstorm times 100. Yeah. It was literally like a hailstorm times 100 for home security. Um, because the hailstorm just... You know, it's it. You know what it is. The, the phone calls go up. It's over in a year, maybe two. If it's one of the worst ones in history yeah. uh, of the of the area, maybe a year and a half. Mine went on for like three years. I, I didn't know any other way of life, and so we bought space in the Wells <coughs> Fargo Tower, paid for a lease, and um, you know, spent but five years on a lease, and you know, that's a long five year leasing property for a small business that's a service oriented business, home security digital marketing agency, roofer, that is ludicrous to sign a five-year lease. Yeah. Ludicrous. It is an eternity. The business is always completely different in five years. Always. Things have changed in yeah. five years. So for somebody to walk in, I just, I haven't done a long-term lease in a really freaking long time. I did a year to year to year to year ever since that Wells Fargo Tower yeah. in 2004. We've been in three offices in the time I've been with the company. Yeah. And it's each one of those times it was like it was time to go and we could go. We didn't have to wait more than a we couple of months. We didn't have to wait. So we had our, I, I, I don't know. Oh, wait, that's right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So we were in this office. Things hadn't changed in a long time. And they said, do you want to sign a 24 month? Prices were going up. It was 2019. Yeah, I think it was around December, <laughs> which freaking sucks. <laughs> and we're like, you know what? Prices are climbing. This office is large year. enough for expansion. This office can expand. It was, a, it was a logical 
It wasn't solid. though, because it, it wasn't though. Ways. Yeah, it, it wasn't logical, but it, it is. I mean, you rationalize. This was a yeah. rationalized thought, not a logical thought. Business is different all the time. Yeah. And so we didn't go down in business. We didn't go down in revenue, but then COVID hit. And we didn't go down in revenue, but we were paying for space with nobody in it. Right. For a year. So our particular business worked fabulously. We were already digitized for everything. Yeah. But made everybody drag their asses into work. And just like a lot of people. But when COVID hit, it worked better from home. Because instead of staring at someone in the face, we were looking at digital stuff on them. Like, have you performed? And we put in a few extra things and did a few things and said, this works better. Yeah. And we, we thought about it. We kept telling everybody, you're going to come back. You're going to come back. You're going to come back. And then we're like, you know, and I don't love all of, you know, some of it, we have a few people. We're starting to see some areas where like, we probably want to get somebody back in for that. But things work great. And we didn't need the 4,500 square feet yeah. for 20 people in there. We just didn't need it anymore. And I held the fort down for a year and a half alone yeah. in a 4,500 square foot office space. We had like... <laughs> Flex people coming in and out, but but everybody working from Fort Worth from their house uh, from their home, and it was fine. The point is, we stayed in that office yeah. for an additional year that we didn't need, and we spent an additional. If you had if you hadn't done the twenty four month, COVID lockdown started in March. We would have been out in September, so it would have only been six months. Yeah, and it ended up being a a year and six months. Well, we would have we we lost thirty grand easy. Yeah, easy. Yeah you know, uh, staying in that office. And then we, we downsized a little bit, restructured, have a little bit of, and then we brought in some people on flex work and bringing people when we want to say, it's worked out great because when I sit around managing and having busyness, yeah, you know, it's just, and if somebody's on a managerial level or higher up, then they come in and deal with us. Right. And then everybody else, it works fine from that standpoint. I love it. But the point is, uh, getting the fixed expenses, overhead trucks, leases, um, all this stuff, there's it, it, so if I was gonna, I, I would I would get my marketing. We're not, and, and as far as our stuff is concerned, I'm not guaranteeing it's gonna always be like this, but it always has been like this. We're month to month. Yeah, our marketing service is month to month, but the number one thing that someone ought to focus on, hands down, is marketing. And so marketing goggles on, get a lead in the sale, lead in the sale, as high quality as possible. Lower. It's very difficult to do that if you hand off all your lease salespeople that burn them up. Yeah. And if your business ever goes down, what's the first thing you do? Leads first, and then the sale. So that means that am I? Do I have feelers out digitally, door knocking, other stuff? And then when those leads come in, are they being sold? So it doesn't mean you can just do your marketing only. No, you can't sit on a. Now you can go on a vacation and still run your business. You might be able to go for a month. I go on vacations, by the way. But you work the whole time. I work the whole time. <laughs> I <You> went, do. <laughs> I do. I went on. I was. I was a little. I felt a little. Uh, you know, a little gluttonous on the vacation or whatever. But I, I. I was gone for six weeks, on an island, and I worked the whole time. Where I wake up, woke up early. And I, was say, I talk to you every day. Yeah, yeah but but it, but business must go on. But I still get the vacations are a little different. I I'm reasonable. I'm not some jackass saying, "Hey, business owners, are you you know." Are you an employee of your company? <laughs> Do you work there all the time? Do you have to manage people? Like, yeah, Do you, you dumb jacket. Some sort of course, of you jacket. Yeah. <laughs> Are you not working a four-hour work week? Well, let me tell you. And the jackass saying this doesn't manage anything except sell a freaking program or coaching they're trying to sell. Yeah. And guess what they're doing when they're coaching? Labor. They're fucking working. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like you jack, you jackhole. And then, and then, but you see it, and you're like, oh yeah. And it's like, well, no one doesn't have infrastructure. Yeah, of course we have a lot of infrastructure. We've got software programmers and all kinds of stuff. I'm just telling you, I work. Yeah. Freaking work. Nolan Walker here for Roofers Paradise. Thank you for checking out our podcast here for Roofing Webmasters, where we talk about nothing but marketing. But I'd love for you to check out Roofers Paradise, where I personally interview and talk with roofers. We talk about their successes, their failures, their dreams, their goals and ambitions. It's a great podcast where we actually speak to roofers. Love to have you check out Roofers Paradise. You can find us on YouTube by searching Roofers Paradise. 
any platform for podcasts, search Roofers Paradise. Be sure to subscribe, or you can actually go to roofersparadise.show. Look forward to having you over at Roofers Paradise. One of the things you didn't mention yeah. that I think is important that I, that I thought of, you were talking about not handing off your sales, all your leads to salesmen right away, yeah. is answering your phone, answering the business line, not a receptionist. You mentioned that getting a receptionist is expensive because you have to pay the receptionist. Right. It's also expensive in another way. We had, um, at one point, we were doing one me- one method of, of paying us was that we, we ran a pay-per-lead program. Instead of paying us on a monthly basis, right. um, we would put a tracking number on sites, record the calls, someone in our office evaluated them, marked them as a lead, and we charged per lead. Um, we once had a client that called up complaining that he wasn't getting it because he was getting charged for leads, and he said, I'm not getting any leads. Why are you charging me? You tell my so, story about leads. Uh, go ahead. No, I, I, I was. Just, uh, did you already have this on your list? No, 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 okay. no, 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 no. Go ahead. I, and we went back and listened to the calls, and the owner was not answering the calls. Oh, that one. A okay. receptionist was answering yeah. the calls, and very obviously did not give a damn because this guy was getting calls for right away come look now, I need service, and it's a high dollar item. And they were saying, oh, they're not in, you'll have to call back, or I can take a message. Yeah. Just very like, who gives no, a I crap? I remember, I know exactly and, who and you're talking In about. that situation, that customer called the next person. You know, our customer was number one on Google. Yeah. Well, they called number two on Google. And right. that person took their phone call and got the business. So it's not not just handing off the lead, but answer your phone. Yeah. Don't let someone else do it. Um, you know, they might have to have some help here and there. Roofers probably don't really most of the time unless there's a hailstorm. You might bring in family or have someone that cares a lot uh, watching things. But on those lead calls again, so we had a uh, hailstorm in not Round Rock, Georgetown, Texas. This happened. Roofers know all these hailstorms. This was a hailstorm from 2018. Sounds right. Yeah. Um, Rock got pummeled in some Sunnyvale or something right next to it. Got hit really bad. We had a roofer in that market that we were doing that program on for a long time. He paid a fortune because he was doing pay per lead and the hail hit bad. Yeah. Um, I was something had happened on that. We had a. Uh, we were filtering people in the office to listen to the inbound lead calls. And um, I had looked at the leads and I was newly checking out this department because someone else used to charge the leads. And this guy had seven leads. And I just happened to listen to one of them because, um, and this is on a totally, this is in my own business, right? This is the, he gave an example of a contractor this is actually me. Yeah. So I listened to this guy's leads and he had seven and one of them said, yeah, y'all come out and check out. Um, I've got hail from the hailstorm. And I was about to charge the client for the seven leads. And I thought hailstorm. And I Googled and there's it. There's only seven calls. And there's only seven calls. Yeah. And then I went back and reset all the calls. <clears throat> there's 21 leads. The person listening to it in my own office was an extreme ass in my opinion and um, decided to just click through them because he didn't want to listen to them. Yeah. And we let that person go. Because it's kind of tedious. And it was roughly a $2,000 loss. We don't do the pay per lead anymore. Um, People would demand the way they want to be, but we do a monthly, but yeah, this on a hailstorm. So when people listen to the phone, you should record them. Yeah. If you can and listen to them. I'll tell you another example of employee stuff gone wrong in a different category. So when I was on that working vacation for six weeks, my son and I went to a, a sushi restaurant. It was an island. And like, we don't normally eat much sushi, but we go. And leftover from pandemic on this island, they were still changed the way they did their business practices. And the, one of the changes was this was a little sushi restaurant, not many chairs in a strip center, but it had really good reviews. And they had a little uh, desk out front, a little podium, and they said, um, you know, wait here uh, to be seated. 
And so, and then on the podium, it had a little clipboard. The manager comes out and asks, and I said, oh, just two. And he's like, okay. And we're about, he said, oh, wait, I'll get a table ready for you. So they cleaned off the table, got it ready. He came in to tell us to go. In the meantime, uh, a guy and two girls had pulled up. They're vacationers, you know, and they're kind of roaming around. And they don't know what to do because there's this podium there. And I think there was a tiny folding table and they grabbed the, uh, the clipboard and on the, on the front of the podium, it had said, don't touch the clipboard. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So this manager who's a pinhead, you know, he's a jackass. He comes out and he's like, um, yeah. Yeah, that um, don't touch the clipboard, please. That's why there's a sign up. Um, just don't touch this clipboard, okay? And so, and and then and then tries to, and then re, and I'm looking at him going, oh my god, this is a train wreck. And I'm always because I'm working all the time, and my wife's finally got me to say, Nolan, stop, just don't get into their business and what they need to know what the hell's going on around here, you know? And uh, I said, I'd take this place and I'd wring their necks, kick his ass out the door, you know? And like, and she's I've like, seen Nolan she's like, calm down. Like, don't, don't say anything. So I'm, I'm pretty chill though. Cause I'm on an island. I'm like, well, that's some bullshit. You know, I gotta like watch it, but I still, I'm sipping my uh, tea and kind of looking over like, oh, what's going on over there. And every once in a while pan over and they left. I mean, they left, Yeah, you know? But this guy's because going to touch the clipboard. Because the, because the client didn't come in the front door anymore and there was no oversight. When that guy walked outside, he was a jackass to the clients and said they touched his little stupid clipboard. It's like some dumb scene out of office space or something, right? And he's like, sorry, I just, uh, you know, touched the clipboard. Uh, but I can get it, you know, what, what can I do for you? He's like, well, we want to eat some sushi, you know, like. Okay, well, I could get a table for you. I'll be ready in a little bit. Um, yep. Well, and, and he went in, and he went in, and I looked at him, and then he his demeanor was a little off, but around everybody else, he's, like, professional. He walked out there. He was he was a stinker, man. He, I mean, a roofer had that, and I had that. Anybody has that. Yeah, it does happen. In their sales. You cannot filter all of these people out during the interview process. You cannot not get involved because of it. Yeah. You cannot. They will ruin the business. You can, you will have good people. You will run into good people. Not all people are going to be bad, but a lot of the people you have will be non-efficient as well. Yeah. And what you want to make as a profit is not the same as what the guy that took the lead from you want to make, wants to make. And the guy that took the lead from you that you could have sold on 50% better than him already covered his nut for the month. Yeah. He wants to make his commission. Yeah. And he doesn't care about the outcome of it as much. And everybody knows about it. Now, it doesn't mean you can't grow the roofing business. Tons of roofers are going to have salespeople. Right. Going to have estimators. But you've got to stay in it and with it. And if you're not completely in it and with it, watching this stuff, you won't know who's selling, when it goes bad, how quick it goes bad. If you're too far out, got your ego in front of you, got your wrinkles out of your belly, um, and it goes bad, you won't fix it quick enough. I've done all this, right? All of it. Yeah. Uh, scared to fix it. Don't want to fix it. I don't have time to. It's too hard. Nolan Walker here for Roofing Webmasters. I want you to consider becoming one of our clients. We've done this for 12 years, have hundreds of clients. We help everybody with their design, their code, their content, showing up on Google as high as possible. Clients get regular call volume. If you've never experienced what I call the big show, showing up on Google organically, which is where the vast majority of the clicks occur, on your map, your reputation, your reviews, your organic keyword ranking, you owe it to yourself to try us. We even have proprietary software that we own called data pens that lets you post pictures of jobs, unique captions that increase keywords and long tail keywords, uh, your rankings on Google, text and emailing clients about reviews, even posting pens and photos and captions back to Google all this helps your organic rankings. DataPens is fantastic, and the work we do here at Roofing Webmasters is fantastic. Please give us a call. We'd love to hear from you. I had a, I'll, I'll tell a funny story one time. My kids love this story. Kids love this one. Um, we're, we were dealing with it, and Jason, you've got a little culpability in this too. So, and, and, but I don't, I don't hate on you on it, actually, because I've, I've 
I process all this in my head and I think about all these situations all the time. They still pop in my head all the time. Some of the worst things that happen or decisions or situations, right? They yeah. just, they haunt me sometimes, man. Mm-hmm. Poor, poor Nolan, my sad violin. <laughs> that's our problem though. That's the entrepreneur problem. Every, that's another thing. Everything's your problem. Everything's your fault, right? All yeah. of it. All of it's your fault. Ultimately your responsibility. It's your responsibility. So I, we were upstairs, that other office and, um, Things weren't going well in the writing department. Do you remember all this? Yes. Yeah. There's a whole period. Yeah. yeah. There was there was this dark phase of the writing department. We were hiring more writers. They weren't, and we were watching it. We we it, because of it, we did a lot of good things like check content through Copyscape, get you know, watch the editor. That period is, is how we developed our. Process. It is. It is. Yeah. So, but this had gone rotten. It had gone rotten, and I had left for lunch. I typically took a late lunch. Everybody well, I was out that day. You were out that day. I think I was out sick. Hey, do you know the day I'm on I know exactly what you're going to say. So, I, and I don't always deal, I, I, I have a lot of, uh, oh God, um, I just have a lot of passion towards the business. So sometimes it's difficult for me to deal with people in a passionate charge situation. <laughs> or let's say. He let's has say, anger issues. Let's say what all. he's actually trying to say. <laughs> let's say a lot of times, right? all the time. Yeah. yeah. So I, I have trouble looking people like you, mother. You know, mess you up. And so um, I come in from lunch, and I hear a lot of, you know, not laughter in a good way and camaraderie, just like you know, effing off. Yeah, just goofing. Yeah, just, yeah, just bullshit. And I was kind of, I had just, I had kind of had my fill of everything, and this girl that. Her facial expressions were straight out of like a Saturday Night Live skit, you know, like like her chin pulled in, like you know, her eyes like yeah. me, you know, and like, you know, like what? and I'm like, what are y'all doing? She, she had worked for the company for like thirty days, I think. Thirty days, and she and was she had already been warned that she was disruptive to the office. So, so I was already starting down a path of discipline. So I had gone to lunch yeah. late, eaten by myself, you know contemplated the business as I ate and come back at about 140 or something or 130 or it was yeah. it was at least well after everybody else it was at least was a half an hour there yeah. so they come back at one and there's basically pandemonium in the writing department yeah and I come in there and I look at this girl I can't remember her name I'm sure you do but don't say it please um, I actually don't remember it and I said well thank God thank God <laughs> Thank you, brain, for <laughs> losing the connection, the synapse, to part of this horrible memory. And I said, um, "What are you doing?" And she said, "Well, we're eating pie." And, <laughs> and I'm like, "Eating pie?" <laughs> and I looked at them, and everybody else was like, "Oh shit! Oh damn!" And I'm like, "You come in my." across the hall and like everything went just crickets yeah. quiet and I'm like work started at one o'clock don't be disruptive anymore Jason being the creative director wanted a sovereign authority over firing these people you that remember that true that is true fine with you fire no her. no sir <laughs> you had stood down on the topic I'm like fine okay fine. you were gone that day I'm and she's like are you firing me I said we'll deal with it it was Monday because it was a Friday. Yeah, Friday. Yeah. And yeah, I, I think I was home sick. Yeah, she was like, yeah, it was, it was a bad situation. I was getting messages from someone in the office. Oh, some shit just went down. I'm like, anyway, oh, but, you know, and, and processes and procedures fix this stuff, by yeah, the way. Yeah. And you have to get involved enough to fix them all. So we have a whole slew of process procedures around proper writing. And we fix the entire writing department. We said, no, I'm not firing you right now. Really, you really angered. I fired her. You really, you really angered me. But it's Jason's job to do that. Mess with it Monday. So don't cause any more trouble. There. Put that pie out. Go and go back to work. And it's not like we're slave drivers. I think you actually sent her home. Maybe did I send her yeah, home? Yeah, you were like, you get up, go home for the rest of the day. Come here. back Monday morning. Talk to Jason. I can't do it. She came to my office Monday morning. I'm like, yeah, you're done. <laughs> She's like, well, you could have told me that Friday. So, and I said we had to discuss it. We weren't dealing with that department properly. 
at yeah. the time. Stuff yeah. happens. I mean, stuff does happen. Nobody's perfect. So, so let's wrap all this up real quick, and I'll I'll give a wrap up here of all this stuff. And I um I want to say some other stuff about marketing. I love organic optimization. What's so funny? <laughs> no, just, just remembering. <laughs> <laughs> the good old days. My kids basically tell. So I've got a. Uh, I, I've got a. I've got a. Um, my kids work. Uh, go to a little private school, and they have some parents, some some of their friends' parents who work really high end corporate jobs. And when they tell the kids of these parents, their friends, that their dad fired someone over eating pie, <laughs> <laughs> they're hor- they're horrified. They're like eating pie yeah. like they have beer and pie and, and everything else for free yeah i'm like you don't understand the situation and it's like by the way we're not a multi-billion dollar corporation and these people weren't you know this it, it's different <laughs> it's just different you know <laughs> by the way one of the reasons the writings work writers work better from home i think for yeah. what we do at pre post-covid okay so i love organic the best let me let me uh, go back to one of these things on the marketing. Really, has got to be the number one thing. You don't have a business without marketing. After you file your business paperwork and actually create the entity, get on your marketing. So, your if anybody thing. messes up marketing entirely, Google's still the big show, right? It is the big show. Um, that is where the leads come from. That's where the most of them come from. And organic is over seventy percent of search, and almost all people go to Google to look for search. Still, like eighty plus percent. You have to think about your business as a brand that gets pushed forth digitally. Design code, content, changes, pins, captions, pictures, changes, updates, citation speed, domain authority linking. All these things got to be done really well so that when Google grades it, it gets a good grade. And then regularly they're seeing branded signaling coming in. That is the essence of search engine optimization and SEO. Right. So I don't want to get off into all that. You can go look at all of our marketing. You've got to understand your brand. Is or you can call and we'll talk about it. Yeah, I, we'd love to hear from you and help you with it, obviously. Um, I don't hate on leads bought or paid. Buying leads. Buying leads or paying for a click or buying a Google ad or a Facebook ad. I don't hate on any of it. They just don't return as well. It, it's just not the first thing you should do. It's not the first thing. Yeah. It is. It, if you're starting out brand new and your organic kit get, cannot get started, sure, fine. Sure, fine. Um, maybe, but it won't return as well. It might make you upset because you don't have cash left over once you pay for everything. Return on an investment dollar for your marketing. But I don't hate on all of it. In fact, I try most things over and over and over again. Um, every so often, there's like 10 things you can try. Organic, which has a ton. Design code content, but your reputation, your map ranking, your organic rankings. Then you have Google ads, Facebook ads. Then you can go buy leads from HomeAdvisor. Uh, Angelus, Yelp, Thumbtag, and you, you can advertise on Facebook, Instagram. And you're running out of stuff, so of course you should try it all. But everybody says they hate all those things, all those bad yeah. things. Uh, that doesn't mean that you don't try them every once in a while. So every once in a generation or five, six years, run through them. No, I, I hate these. I hate this deal. I hated it seven years ago, but I'm gonna try it again. You never know. Because right. you only have like seven things you can try. So why the heck won't you try it again? Yeah. But the organic and your digital signal needs to push out. That needs time. to be the first thing you do, and it needs to be tended forever. Because only one percent. Yeah, never give it up. And because only one percent of business owners understand this, you absolutely can whoop their ass. Right. And fight and muscle in a place in the pack three mapping. More often than not, punching through for organic, hundreds or thousands of words showing up, reputation reviews. You can go fight and bloody your way into the top rankings, uh, you know, by just doing it properly. Right. Just fighting harder than those people. I still fight for this And almost none of those people are fighting hard. No. You know, so... We're one of the best there is because we understand it. I fight like mad to this day. We fight for change. We fight for updates. We fight for placement. We fight for everything. We fight for our clients. We're month to month. I have to fight for the client. Never ends a fight for them, and that is the basis of it. That's why we started. That's why I own the company. It's the only thing that matters almost. Everything else is a privilege. It's my privilege to get a lead, to get a call. It's not an inconvenience. My phone rings. Some people won't answer it because of all the spam calls. That is your problem in your head. I get a lot of them. I call them. I deal with the same 
frustrations, but I call my people back. I deal with it. You should be privileged and grateful. And then you get sales and then you get money and then you watch your overhead and expenses as you get your resources. And then you develop expertise and and uh, procedure sets and excellence and experience. And then you provide the best service to have low overhead and re- or to have a low attrition and, and referrals and a business that makes money and client retention and all that stuff. And then you earn a net profit and hopefully do something with it. So that is what you do. But that's what Nolan would do. That's what Nolan would do. And you go in and you think every day you wake up, how can I do this better? Am I spending too much money? Am I handling? And you have a few good people that you pay well within your company, by the way. I don't want to talk about firing the pie girl. (laughs) Makes me sound ridiculous. But my... It was a ridiculous situation. It was. The girl was taking complete advantage of everything. Yeah. Other stupid little things I've had people, I mean, we've had all kinds of dumb stuff. Like people misunder, people are working with you, misunderstanding the nature of things, you know? Yeah. You've got to be the leader in the business. You've got to have your hand in a little bit of everything. You can hire people out. You will have infrastructure. You will have a better life. But really, if you don't stay in all this and your overhead isn't, you know, if you don't get sales leads to sales to resources and handling stuff and then low overhead to make a net profit, you know, you'll spin your wheels forever just messing around. And then you've got to hopefully invest with the money that you make into something else besides the uh, constant churn of the service business or the, the money through the corporation. Right. You know? um, anyway, any other thoughts or anything on any of it? No, I think we covered it. Marketing-wise, though, it's another podcast, but it's by God. The most important thing there is. Yeah. There, there's one that we have called, uh, if I had to direct you to anything else to expand this, because we didn't hit on that enough, and I want to just keep talking, but Roofer Marketing, The Big Show. Yeah. So The Big Show is Google. You understand the fact that your brand is digital and how that, that translates into your phone ringing. It's critical that you understand it and you participate. Yeah. And you participate by listening to stuff, educating yourself, getting proper professional services like roofing webmasters, like data pen software, and then you participate a little bit on your end and make sure that you stay current and it will quickly change uh, things for the better for your business. I'm good. Like and subscribe. I feel better, man. I got a lot of stuff off my chest and I feel like I uh, help people out a little bit. (laughs) Hopefully somebody calls because of all of it. (laughs) Give us a call, guys. We'll see you. Take it easy.